What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 398. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, food, cop shooting, Trump impressions, Ezra Miller, water, TV shows, video games, football, TV guides, crackers, Egypt, marijuana plants, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking this out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, again here. I mean, I'll say this is probably gonna be the last normal episode. Uh, you know, next week will be the last one with me and you. I'm gonna invite Skinny. We'll see if we'll do it the same day. If maybe he might do it on a Friday, we'll see what, what y'all both can do. Um, I feel like we should celebrate on 400. We should bring out the shots. We should bring out the joints. We should just make it a big celebration. Well, well, Friday would definitely be better. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking Friday. So anyway. Uh, we'll get it all hammered out. But uh, first thing I'll get to, patreon.com slash podcastamo. Um, if you want to just go there and give us a dollar, we'll take it. We'll take it even now. But uh, you could have at one time uh, and got early access to the podcast. Uh, this is going to be weird when it goes on to Anchor because I went and looked into that a little bit. And this is going to be in the front of every episode. And I plan on shutting down the Patreon. So I don't know how that's all <laughs> going to work. But um, we got ideas. We'll oh, talk about yeah. it next week. But they, they're still going to send it. Leave it open. I, that's a good point. Good point. Um, anyway, shout out the co-producers we got at the moment. Who is my mother? Also, it's your boy H2.com, Graveyard Entertainment, and Forgotten One. Um, Forgotten One's album just came out, by the way, so y'all go check it out. It's called <clears throat> Forgotten No More. Hell yeah. Um, I think I have like two or three beats on that, so shout, shout those out. Um, so how's, how's it been, man? Oh, good. Just plug it away at life, man. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot about our merch shop. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. Good t-shirt. Um, yeah, man. Life's some fucking bullshit. Yeah, just working, going home. Man, I made a, made some badass stuff mushrooms last night. Yeah, I saw you share that. I haven't... I'm not... I don't eat a lot of mushrooms. Uh, I want to eat some, like, psychedelic mushrooms soon. But as far as just normal, non-psychedelic mushrooms, I mean, I don't go away from it. They're, like, on a pizza. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't... I've never had like what you mean. Like when I go to like say you know Italian restaurants, I always get stuffed mushrooms, and sometimes I find some home runs that I have no idea how they make that damn sauce. Right. And so I just started looking up one. This one was a simple cream cheese recipe, and I sauteed some onions and the mushroom innards, and put in there with some garlic and parmesan and uh, breadcrumbs and a little but- butter. So it turned out pretty well. Well, hell yeah. Well. I will share. I had a recipe also on my list. It's a very simple way. I've been on my whole salad kick lately, mm. right? And I got to shout it out again. Aldi's salad. Now, the Italian salad betrayed me. The first time I got a bag there, I ate the whole bag. It was all perfectly good lettuce. And then every time I've gotten a bag since, it's trash. But the fucking butter leaf and some other thing. There's a fucking purple leaf, which is something else. A butter leaf is, I don't know, it looks kind of like iceberg, but not as crunchy, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but... Anyway, I can just grab a handful of lettuce and throw in the bowl. I eat it all, which I know people are like, that's what everyone does. But no, you haven't seen me make a salad normally. I like take forever and I pick through each fucking leaf of lettuce and I throw away all the old ones. Don't have to with this. So this week I made a cob salad at lunch the last two days. I think it's a cob salad. I'm pretty sure. Um, And so I had this lettuce, threw it in a bowl, boiled an egg. Right, because that's very important to this whole thing. And then I had leftover ham because earlier this week I grilled a ham steak, and we done like a breakfast for dinner meal. And so with this leftover ham, I cut up some little cubes out of it, threw it in my salad with some uh, shredded cheese, and cut up the boiled egg, threw a little ranch dressing. It was delicious. I mean, like when I eating it, I was like, I could eat this every day. Like that's how good it was. Hell yeah! Um, what kind of meat you have on it? Ham. Ham. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, every day at lunch, I've been just taking the leftovers from whatever we did the night before, and I just throw it on a salad, and I'm like, it's pretty good. Oh, so yeah. that's become my new thing. But in particular, I love boiled eggs as well. Like, also, I don't do hard boiled, you know, like, I don't boil my eggs where like a fucking, the old mouse ball comes out of it, you know, it's like, it's still kind of like fluffy, the yellow part inside. It's not all hardened and shit. It's not gray. 
Exactly. It's not gray. It's very important to me. I would eat it, but as a kid, that's how all the boiled eggs were. Yeah. You know, and I remember Easter in particular. Boil your I boy. love boiled eggs. My mom would be like, just keep eating boiled. I mean, I'd eat so many boiled eggs a day after Easter. We just have like a whole fucking fridge up because for people that don't know, they used to not do just plastic eggs with candy in it. It right. was you really got fucking eggs and you took home actual eggs. Yes. Or if they did have plastic egg, it was the fucking black liquor's jelly beans. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So. So yeah. how long do you boil your egg for? Um, Eight minutes is what I did this one a day. I put it at a. So like my I have an electric stove. It goes to like a nine, I think. Um, like on the settings yeah. and I put it at six. So that's like high medium. So I don't go real high. Um, and then, yeah, when it starts boiling, you put the egg in, I go about eight minutes, pull it out. Now I was very, uh, peeling eggs. This is a big deal in my house, right? Cause I, for a while I could do it so easily. And then I just lost it where I just could not peel these boiled eggs. Right. So I have gotten to where you throw them in some cold water. And then you peel them. It just helps a whole lot. So if yeah, you're out there like my wife, as soon as she pulls them out, she runs uh, cold water, starts start running cold water yeah. on them, and that's the, that's the trick. Yeah, it really, I've really I've seen helps. these other tricks where they like blow them out and poke a little hole in them. I can't get that shit to work. Right. Well, I used to be able to do this thing where I would just roll it on the uh, paper towel. Right? I'd put a paper towel down, and I'd kind of roll it, and then the shell would kind of just come off. But I did it one day, and I just cut the fucking egg in half with my hand, and I was like, what the fuck? I've lost the touch. So, um Anyway, cops out. Too soft that day. Delicious, delicious. I highly recommend it. Um, I need to figure out some other salads, I guess, to make. And also, my wife wants to keep pointing out to me that just because you're eating salads, don't mean you're eating healthy. You have ranch dressing and all this other shit. And I say every time, I've never once claimed to be eating healthy. Every day, I say I made the most delicious salad today. And then she wants to come at me of like, "Oh, you think you're healthy?" And I'm like, "I, hey, I'm not." Claiming that. Right. I say this is delicious. Some people like to like the taste of salad. Yeah. Well, a this good one, one. Yeah. If it's good. Really, what opened my eyes, I might have mentioned, I don't think I mentioned this last week. When me and Kubi went to San Antonio, probably right before I started this podcast, you know, sometime around then. And uh, nah, probably before we were married, to be honest, I can think. I think we were just dating. We went to San Antonio and we went to like, uh, we said a nice hotel and their restaurant in the hotel was really nice. So much so the WNBA players were eating in the table next to us. And I was like, holy shit, I think. We're a little above our ones, but I got a fucking chicken Caesar salad there that was so good. I still think about it. I was like, it was the best salad I've ever had in my life. I would take it over steaks or whatever. Like, yeah. It was so good. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a Caesar dressing with the proper chicken breast combination. It's got to have a good crouton, too. I agree. I agree 100%. Kubi doesn't, she says I do put too many croutons. I'm like, then pick around them. Croutons are the best. I want a crouton on every bite. Every fork needs a crouton on the end. That's how I have crouton. It's a shredded parmesan. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, what else I got? Most I just saw a video today of uh, since one theme you'll notice about this whole podcast. You go back and listen as cops be shooting unarmed people. That's what happens. Cops shoot people without guns for some reason. Never shoot a mass shooter. Only shoot people unarmed. But I watched a video today of cops shooting an unarmed black man who was in his bed. Cops took less than one second, kicked open the door, shot him, and then afterwards they were like, he had a vape cart next to his. Uh, bad. We thought it was a gun. I mean, but I saw the body cam footage. They didn't have it. There's no way you have enough time to like even decide that you go. You kick that door thinking I'm shooting. Right. right. And so and just another video of that. And you're like, God damn it. It's just how it always works. Now, I did also listen to a podcast today. It was a Freakonomics radio podcast, which I love a lot. I highly recommend it. People want to be try to pretend you're smart or something. It's a good one for that. I'm trying to find the guy's name. Uh, Roland Fryer was the guy who was on. He was a black uh academics top guy does a lot of stats and stuff like that and he's looked into this whole cops uh if they're racist basically around more or less and uh, he went into it because he thought they would be you know in all of his research he's a black dude and um he said he looked into it and there what ends happening when you take out the numbers because when you look at it from the surface value it looks like co- black people have 50 percent more likely chance to be it physically attacked by a cop than other races. Um, and he's like, but when you adjust the numbers for like all these crazy things, cause again, he's a statistician that like knows all the different things. He's like, you get it down to where it's actually about 20% of the time. Black people are more likely to have violence used against them. And he goes, but however, in deadly shootings, like cops shooting at people, it equals out about the same. It's like black people have like a less than 8% chance. It was like something right underneath 8%. And he's like, so when you factor out and then what it is, just cops, they don't ever want to do deadly force, but a lot of times they do. And then whenever they fuck up, that's what makes the news. And you don't see the thousands of times they got it right or whatever. Um, 
and so I did just listen to this podcast. So that is on my mind. But just watching that video earlier this morning of a cop just kicking open door and shooting a person in bed. I just don't think like all those people should go to jail. What was they going there for anyway? Uh, I don't even know. I'll be honest. I don't even know. They what it even was. kicked the right door open. Right. That's a good point. It even no matter what it is for to me, uh, I just feel like if our whole thing is you have to go to trial, like cops arrest you so you can go to trial. They should never be thinking shoot first. Like they just like their goal should always be to capture that person so we can get them to trial. Right. And now I'm not saying like some people don't deserve to die, but like our system, that's that's what's supposed to happen. So it's just uh, disheartening when you see this. And, um, you know, I, I do think cops jobs are very hard. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand the training that goes into like, all right, guys, we're going to kick open this door and shoot this guy sleep in his bed. But then whenever like a mass shooters in a school, they sit around for an hour because they got to wait for backup because that's what their training told them to do. You know, it's just so fucking stupid. So, well, they're scared of the mass shooter. It's true. <laughs> Very true. When uh, I think I've mentioned on this before, but I think the Supreme Court has said that a cop does not have to lay their life on the line and at their job that like that would be unfair for a task anyone to do that to lay their life on the line for an, an employment and i agree with that yep. but they go around acting like they do and so yeah. so i say if you lay your life on the line then you should get paid like a like a fucking entertainment person yeah there you go there you go um well i mean that's i work at a school and i mean it's very much high alert this year they've got a lot more security than they've ever had before it's annoying as fuck ID i mean badges and yeah but it is like i get it uh, but then also, I'm like, if there's a mass shooter, do I have to take care of? Like, if I'm in the hallway, because this happens a lot where I'm just in schools, am I expected to, like, do something? And if I didn't, would I feel bad about it? Like, what if I died because I was trying to help you? That'd be cool, but then I would I die. I feel that you, know? you would think about the situation. If you had a safe angle to help, you would. But otherwise, you would probably stay out of the way. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a crazy thing. And it's dumb I think about it, because I don't get paid enough money to be thinking right. about this shit, you know? And so... It all sucks. It I all mean, sucks. if you had like a, I feel like if you had a one hundred percent chance, you, th- you you was gonna prevent it, you would do it. But if yeah, there was anything sure. outside one hundred, you was like, no, nah, man, it ain't worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't blame you. I, I I think if it was like the kid was real small, do we be looking? I was like, I could get to it, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. it's crazy world. I just try to ignore them. You shouldn't be half asked to do that, really, because yeah. everyone's gonna make well, you feel like shit if you say and they no. Have, they have officers. They have at least one. They're hiring two more, and. uh I kind of think they look ridiculous. I know this is fucked up to say, but he's got like the full body vest and the, he just has so much equipment on. And I'm like, it looks like you're fucking swatting out the school. I, I don't know. I guess it's like to intimidate the kids. So they don't, but I just feel like a nice friendly looking officer, uh, look as opposed to the, like we're strapped up with all the equipment possible. Well, if they had to run to a locker and get their equipment when someone busts through the door, then that would I get it. I get it. I get why they would have it, you know, for it's a worst case scenario thing, but and I do I think, think the it kids looks probably will act just a tiny bit better. I'm, I really right. do. Probably right. Uh, but that it was on thing now and more fun news this week. Um, I did see, have you seen Jamie Foxx's Donald Trump impression? I have not. When you leave here, or when we get done, I'll pull it up on this computer. Now, Shane Gillis is one of my favorite up-and-coming stand-up comedians, and he does a really good Donald Trump impression. He even has a... He does also these videos called uh, Gillian Keeves, uh, these little sketch things on YouTube that are really funny. He does one of that where he's like, Trump is speed dating. And he's like, your vagina is so huge. You know, or whatever. Like, he's like really funny. So, but anyway, I thought he was the best at the Trump impression, because he's really good, Shane Gillis. Go look him up. But Jamie Foxx is like hanging out with like Snoop Dogg and someone that's like on some fucking random podcast and he just pulls out this Trump impression. It's like listening to it because I just, you know, wasn't even looking at it. It sounds like Donald Trump is hanging out in there. And then he's all like, Death Row Records for Life. I love Death Row. And like he's like <laughs> trying to do like, you know, funny shit yeah. uh, with it. But anyway, you have to look at it. He is the best impersonator of all time. I mean, and he's, I would honestly say Jamie Foxx is the most talented a celebrity of all time, at least of our era, maybe like Bing Crosby or someone back in the day was really talented, but he could like sing and he can dance and he can act and he can do comedy and he does stand up and he can do impressions really well. Uh, he started on a sketch show. Like he's just really Jamie Foxx can do everything. Big he ain't been on anything big in a while, has he? He, uh, he was the host of the Shazam show. That's the last thing I've known of him being on, which I know is not much, but, uh, because like I said, he is a good actor. I enjoy his movies. I think Most Django Unchained is the last thing I can think of that, that was, was a, huge. That and that was, was a long time ago. Yeah. 
That um, one's kind of just okay. Oh, see, I loved it. I, I loved it a lot. Um, I, I love Tarantino movies, and I don't love all of them, but I enjoyed this going in the past. And there's some like all Tarantino movies are connected. And so, like, the guy who played the German who, like, buys Django and, like, gives him freedom is the same actor who plays the Nazi in Inglorious Bastards. And I think he's supposed to be, like, the grandfather of this guy who wasn't racist and, like, went to America. But, like, this... So, like, I don't know. And then, like, uh, Kill Bill is, like, a movie inside of Pulp Fiction or some shit. I don't know. There's, like, all this weird shit and Tarantino stuff. I'm like, I don't know. That makes it fun. Yeah, Tarantino, he's out there. Yeah, and I like all the blood. I think the thing I like the most about... Django was like when blood would happen it would just flash to flowers getting blood sprayed on them and I was like I don't know it's fucking artsy as fuck loved it um I also saw it in the theaters which helps when you see something in the theaters it oh, like yeah. really makes it pop in a way uh speaking of other movie shit I'm sure you don't know about this but I think it's interesting Ezra Miller is uh this actor he's been in a few different things uh I think most people will know him from the Harry Potter, the new Harry Potter movies, the Fantastic Beast or whatever. He's like in those. And then he was also cast to be the Flash in this new DC comic book movie. So he was in like this Batman Superman thing or some shit. I don't know. I haven't watched him. I don't watch that shit. But anyway, Ezra Miller is the Flash, but he's getting in trouble because he has his domestic abuse allegations. I think he did it. I mean, but I think they're allegations at the moment where he uh, attacked some girl at a party or some shit. Now, he was born a man. However, he is non-binary, and he is a they-them. And I think this is so fascinating of a story, which other people are like, who cares? He's a guy, right? Because you would just say, but he's like, quit calling me a man. Like, I'm a they-them person. And so it's a they-them attack. A non-binary person attacked a woman. So is that the same as a man attacking a woman? And then if so... That is it just women getting attacked? That's the bad thing. And, um, you know, of course, I wouldn't attack a woman. But in this weird non-gendered world we're going into, what are the new rules on if you hit women? Is it the same as if a guy hits a guy? Or is it that a guy hits a guy is now the same as if you hit a woman? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just don't know. But anyway, I think the Ezra Miller thing's interesting because they're not firing him from the flash. They were going to, but they had a meeting Hitting with him. Hitting is masculine and masculine is frowned upon right now. I mean, that's a better, that's a decent thing. And what I also thought was interesting was the people, people want uh, Elliot Page, uh, who used to be um, Ellen Page. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that whole thing. Uh, and to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash because she's trans. And they're like, yeah, or he's trans, sorry. Oh, so so he now, they're trying to make sure they get a trans person. And then, uh, but I'm like, but Ezra Miller's non-binary. Like you already have a person that's in like the group. I don't know. I just think it's interesting how like the internet's against Ezra Miller, but one replaced with this other person. I'm like, but he's kind of like, I don't know. And like people fuck up of all and non-binary people can fuck up. Right. I don't know. It's this weird standard we're holding him to. But then again, I don't know all the details. He might've like brutally beat the fuck out of this girl. I don't really know the full detail. I heard it was at a party, heard someone on a podcast and that he did attack someone who wouldn't get out of his face. That's how he worded it. Well, but who you tell them to get out of your face and they don't. It's kind of like, was it Joe Mixon? Was that the OU player that attacked the girl? And then it was like he, his draft stock was going to be affected. But now no one really th- thinks thinks about it. But I remember when that video came out and it was like at a fast food place. And this girl was like in his face, screaming, yelling. I mean, you know, saying whatever. I think he even later on said the N word was thrown out there, whatever. And he smokes the fuck out of this girl. And it's something like I could imagine being there because I was in college. You know, I had friends that were his, you know, that could have done that. And there is a part of you that's like, well, yeah, she was fucking screaming in his face. What the fuck you think is going to happen? But there's another part where I'm raised from like, you don't hit women. And so I never would do that. But I do just sometimes. would have got carpet burn on her chin. That's for sure. I won't hit a woman. But if they're in my face, I'll swap, sweep her down and give her a little carpet burn on the chin. Right. So maybe that's what face. you have to do. You have to, you can kick their feet, but you can't punch them in the face or something. No, I'll just sweep them off their feet. Ain't that what they want? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Romantic. Romantic. So. I didn't say it was from the back. This is from front. You gonna face down? <laughs> well, and this Fuck, is getting. You gotta act like a goddamn man. Fuck. Right, and that's the other thing. I I know uh, women that could beat me up, and so if a certain woman did come after me, I'd probably run. I guess I don't know if I would really attack them, but there are times you would have to fight back. You just couldn't like. There are women that would could beat me up. I mean, I, I'm usually there's not many that could beat you up, but I'm sure there's a couple. I've but yeah, not big many. enough. I was always just kind of stuck my hand out and let them swing and kind of right. laugh. If I had the extra like three kinda inches or whatever, their, I kind of hold their head like a kid. Right, I could see that and just went at an arm's length and kind of laugh. 
Yeah, I mean, I've but my wife never swings on me, and I don't swing on her, so it's great. No, no, so I, I'm like, Kubi, <laughs> please punch me as hard as possible in the arm, and then I, she does it, and I just crack up laughing. I'm like, ha, it's so. Funny I'll rub the going. other shoulder if she ever. You know. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, it's just so funny how weak she is, you know, or like you do the. Uh, like grabbing hand like the mercy sort yeah. of game or whatever and it's like just try your best and like she's like a little kid against See, an adult people aren't in science books trying to figure this out i mean i've been with women and there's just a natural strength difference between me and my wife right no no but there are some women i mean bigger women I mean, there are some. that are like their hands gripped are as strong as mine are stronger trust me you know uh but yeah in general i think you know size matters and they just say, like, I was watching something or reading something. I bet it was a podcast, but I was listening to something. And it was about the World's Strongest Men competition. And a lot of those guys, they just put on mass because they can't really explain it besides the science of just more mass can move mass. So even though it's like someone could bench, like they had their muscles might be the same size, but if they also have a belly, a weight, like an extra 100 pounds in their stomach, you can just lift more. And they don't really know why, except the fact that you're just bigger. Like you as a mammal is bigger. So therefore you can move something that's also bigger. Plus I do have like 25 years of lifting under all this. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. <laughs> um, I feel like through my injuries lately, my muscles are just shrinking. Uh, but I did this week. I was like, I'm going to weigh myself. And I've lost 10 pounds in the last two weeks. So I'm either doing something good or my body's deteriorating. So, I know I'm cheating today and having a monster, but I ain't had a soda in a whole week. Yeah. And I've only had three monsters total this week, and it's been all water. I've been chugging down the That's water. That's been my big thing, too. I've been doing a lot of and water. It's I, very hard. And I gained 0.2 pounds oh. in the first week of dropping soda. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Actually, all three of us are. Me, my, is it hard for you to drink water? No. Well. It's really tough for I me. Put I put these little uh, these little fucking 10 calorie flavor packets in there. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That's not really water, I guess. I mean, it is, of course. But, it's like Kool-Aid. Right. But it ain't got the sugar and shit. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten sugar-free Kool-Aid, and I also claim that's water, but everyone acts like it's not. So I've been trying to drink water, but when it's just water, I don't know why. It's just really difficult for me to do. Like, it's a struggle. If I'm working out, I can chug it, but other than that... It has to be, like, really fucking hot or something, you know? Yeah, I'm just not going to go just drink a cup of water. I flavor my water. There you go. Yeah. Well, I've been drinking, you know, 17 Mountain Dews a day. I mean, I think it's a hell of an improvement. Yeah, for sure. I think anything helps. Um, I saw a funny redneck thing yesterday. I thought you and doing not a redneck. I'm sorry, a meth head thing yesterday. Across the street, catty corner a little bit. There was a one of the bot guys, you know, old meth head bot guy, and he was trying to make a razor scooter the back wheel for his bike because his bike didn't have a back wheel, <laughs> and he had no tools, no not nothing like no bolt and uh, nut or anything. I mean, just he just kept trying like. To balance it. It was like, if I could just balance the handlebar to this, where the pegs would be. I get, I don't know. I watched him for like five minutes because I just stayed in my car. Because I was like, what the fuck is this dude think he's going to do? And he kept bending the scooter at different angles. And then eventually he gave up and then angrily walked holding both of them in his hand. You know, he didn't even ride the scooter. He was holding it and holding the back with one. And I was driving to work over on Townsend and Tents today. And there's a dude, he's just pulled out, he rode out in front of me on his bicycle, gets in the opposite lane, going over the train tracks, looking at his phone the whole time, never once looks at the road. I'm just driving by looking at this motherfucker, and he never once looked up from his phone. Yeah. And with all the history of train tracks in this town? Yeah. I guess that's how people was getting hit. Yeah, that's exactly how. Uh, the driving is crazy lately. I mean, I've been having me really on high alert. Coopy almost got wrecked into the other day, and she only drives, Coopy drives like one mile a day. She drives to work and back, and that's it. And in that one mile a day, she's like, people almost wreck into her all the time. And it happens to me. I mean, I drive all day, so I just see it a lot it's more. It's been rough lately. It, it seems worse. A certain kind of plate, too. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Uh, it's not an Oklahoma plate. Yeah. Well, it is Oklahoma plate, but. Different shit. Speaking of which, it reminds me, me and Koopy tried to watch this TV show Reservation Dogs last mm-hmm. night on TV, which everyone loves around here in Oklahoma. It's a show on Hulu. Um I honestly have a problem because we don't have reservations in Oklahoma. So like that's from like the get what I'm like, I don't understand. And it's because they called their group of friends. Like you learned this on the first episode, the reservation dogs, but like the Dakotas and New Mexico, like these places have like real reservations. Mm-hmm. So I think they call Oklahoma reservation is just incorrect. So, um, and then also I guess all the kids they like hired from Oklahoma, like they held auditions up there and therefore a lot of them really suck. 
They're not very good actors. And they're like, and like it starts off like they're stealing something and gonna sell it to something. And everything. I'm like, this ain't gonna happen in Oklahoma today. Like, I mean, it's gonna be very rare. Maybe it could, but it just seems like it so. Seemed like- I could see this in the small towns growing up in the 90s, groups of kids. Right, like and I this. kept going, if it's set in a different time, maybe, but it's not. I think it's set in modern day. Because, I mean, I've resonated with it very much, you know, coming from our poor background. Right. That I could totally see these places. Yeah, and I, now, mean, I like the lingo, of course, because I have native friends that use it, you know, and so you're familiar with it. But there is something about it that I just like, I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. I did watch the first episode, but it just didn't grab me. Uh, and those little fucking uh, rappers, they sent a song in our podcast before. They're so bad that like they and they're the worst actors on the show so far where i'm like they seem so hurt rehearsed and there's like you remember twilight movie twilight how there was like all these delays between lines that's how this show is they're just you can tell they're not yeah i remember us because i remember when i found out that they was on our podcast i sat here looking it up that one episode yeah, yeah. and then i uh, finally found it and yeah they weren't very good they're, they're trying to they're like religious uh kind of political uh they're getting a lot of shows and made a name for themselves, so somebody's liking them. But right, there are people that like them for sure. I just think uh, as a rapper, I list them like God. They're so bad. Like I don't know. I just don't like it. Um, and again, maybe, that's, maybe they get better. Maybe just the first episode, their their acting was that bad. But we'll see. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to find a reason to keep Hulu was basically it. And I was like, well, here's all these shows everyone keeps recommending, and then that one was the first one we tried. It did not grip me. Um, My wife's been watching Grizzlies No Best, Chrisley's No Best. That's what she's been watching. I don't know what the fuck that is at all. Some Todd Chrisley, a metrosexual man. He looks gay as fuck, but he says he's not. He's just a metrosexual with flutter or something. That's right. what he said. Back when I was in high school, now according to Coopy, because she went to Norman, which is like a huge school, and I went to a little bitty school, but people would say me and my friends were metrosexual because we dressed well decently like you know these little and then we'd use like lotion and that was enough in my small town to be like you fucking metrosexuals and i was really like no my friend's just black and he keeps handing me lotion so i put it on because that's how their culture is um that's why i i did that but koopy would be like oh no there were real metrosexuals in norman like the guys that you thought were gay but were straight i mean if you think about it even as a fucking straight straight man I should have never stopped put, fucking putting lotion on, man. I, I fucking hate these crusty elbows and crusty feet. Yeah, Shit, I should have never stopped putting lotion on in the my first feet fucking aren't place. Too bad, but yeah, my hands get real dry, especially in the winter. Yeah, everybody knows about my feet on this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. it ain't no secret. But um, well, TV for me uh, is Big Brother lately. It's I mean, it's three times a week. I can't express this enough. I haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast. Um, it's the best season in like five or six years. Like the last five or six years, I went through all the seasons, looked at the cast. We're trying to remember them. Um, I've watched this in season one with my mom and uh, there was just the last four or five years. It was like a stupid show. It was like whoever won the head of household and then everyone house be like, well, who do you want to go home? Like, well, I want this person. Go, all right, well, I'll do that. And I'm like, well, this isn't a game. This is stupid. So this year it's back to like there's alliances and people switching sides and like making gameplay. And I don't ever know why they don't take out the top contenders first. That don't make no damn sense to me. Exactly. If well, I that, had a vote, I'd be voting. Right. And not to spoil, but that's what happens earlier on. This like someone puts up like a pawn was what they would call it, someone who's like kind of weak. And then uh, they put up like someone strong. And then we'll be like, we got to vote out that weak person. And then no. someone goes, fuck that. Let's fill with that big dude. And fuck then they, yeah. right. And so, like, when that happens, then people are like, oh, I'm high alert. Now it's way more fun that way. So, yeah, it should be. You should be getting the best out the way. God damn. Well, but then at some point in time, you get to where you're like, well, all the floaters are still here, the people that didn't really try. But is that their game? Is their game so good they even have to try on the guy? You know, like, you get this weird dynamic. But um, I just, I love Big Brother. Something they did this year for the first time is when it got down to 10 people. They split them up. Five people had to live outside for the week and five people lived in the house. And there were two separate games, like two head of households, two things. And then it really split up some alliances. So that when they came back together, alliances were broken. She, I don't know, it just made it like so much more dramatic. I was like, yeah, man, yeah. they're killing it this year. So um, I just got to shout out Big Brother if anyone needs something. Paramount Plus. Also, Ink Masters coming back to Paramount Plus in like a week. And that's my other shit, fucking reality show. So um, excited about that shit. Keep Paramount Plus for now. Yeah, I guess the new episode of the what Game of Thrones prequel came out, House of Dragon or whatever. Yeah, I think the first couple are out at the moment. I hadn't watched the second one yet. The first one, yeah. I can't get Koopy excited about it. And so I don't know if we'll watch it. I know we started listening to the audiobook for the first Game of Thrones book because um, she hasn't read them. 
Uh, and so I was like, well, we'll just audio book. That'll catch you up. So I think she wants to finish that before we try to rewatch the show. Yeah. And I don't even know if I can. Those last two or three seasons of Game of Thrones, they're so bad. Like, it's just hard. It was a little rough. And I knocked get, out all the big characters that we liked, and it was just kind of these. Well, they just rushed it. They rushed it so fast. And when you have read the books, I understand people that didn't read this, like, I don't care. But you, everything's like so intentional and set up. And then that last couple, well, you could tell once they got past the books, they were like, and then this happens, and this, and this, and this. And like, there was no like setup to anything, you know? And it kind of, I think, ruined it. But anyway, this everyone does, seems to like this prequel that I've seen the reviews for. But Koopy's like, they just look like knockoff. Targaryens like it looks like a knockoff Daenerys and a knockoff Daenerys brother and, and I know a, it's the original I know and I understand that's what they're going for but she's like every time I see the ad it looks stupid well I'm think like, about yeah, our parents I don't feel like my parents look as good as I do I mean you know it's generational yeah the Targaryens were like the best and this is well, set, I know, but see they get better with time is what I'm saying. but they got worse though because of all their inbreeding over the years they made them worse and crazier supposed to be but um also I I I mean, I, I do think it's interesting. I would love if they done a Dunkin' Egg series, which is set about 120 years before Game of Thrones. There's a like mini book series he's done. And I love that shit. When I read that, I'm like, they need a video game. They need a series. This would be really good. I just don't care as much about this time period. But I'm sure we will watch it eventually, maybe when the whole season's out or something. Yeah. Um, but I just, if Koopy was into it, I'd already be watching it. But she was like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, we don't have to watch it. That's fine. Um, I have been kind of into video games this week. I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, or no, I'm sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. I haven't played in like a week, which is weird because it was new and I was like really into it. But I just got this thing. I was like, you know what? I want to play Skyrim. Fucking 11 year old game, but I love Skyrim. I still need to get the platinum on the PS5. I happen to just join this Facebook group. I got invited to a Skyrim group. And so since I see these posts every day about people's doing shit on Skyrim, I was like, I just kind of want to play Skyrim. So I've been trying to get the platinum on that. I'm really close. So once I knock that out, I might get back to Horizon uh, for Ben West. But then again, I just Skyrim such a perfect open world game. I think everyone should play it uh, because I think anyone can like it. I know people that don't even like video games haven't gotten into it. Um, it's just the best. Um, but also I'm debating getting NBA 2K23, of course, like every year I debate if I should get this game and then eventually I always do and I always lose to my own desires. And then about half the time, it's a great idea. I'm like, this game's amazing. And the other half the time, I'm like, it's fucking sucks. It's worse than last year's. Why'd I buy this shit? I don't even want to play it. So that's the predicament I'm in at the moment. Again, they put Michael Jordan on the cover. So I'm like, well, God damn it. I want it for that. Cause that's cool. Um, Everything I've seen about it looks good, but I also had this feeling about Madden this year. I really wanted Madden. I just wanted sports games because I've been playing all these fucking like fantasy shit and story things. And then sometimes you just want to like fucking play a fucking sports game where it's like 30 minutes and then you'll be done. You win or not. You can play another game if you want. Um, there's some appealing about that. And I, I wanted to get Madden, but I held off. I was like, I'll wait till it's on sale. And then I now start to see all these reviews where it's like same Madden, same broken ass tackle system. Watch this shitty, glitchy ass shit, you know, and I've been watching these videos how it's like, oh, they didn't change nothing, you know, so I'm glad I didn't get mad. I haven't played year. Madden in a while, so I might be fun getting right. back into it. But they still have that thing, you know, like when, um, like someone dives on a ball and then people just keep diving like on the pile for like 15 seconds. It's just like, it just doesn't, you would think it would be smarter by now, but they don't, they don't change Madden enough. And if they had a better, my career, like my player mode, I think I would really get into it. But right, at least the last few times I've played it, you make a guy... And rather, if you're a coach, a player, a GM, it's the same mode. You know what I mean? Like, they don't change anything about it. Where I'm like, no, they need to have, like, this yeah. is like if you're a guy and you go to. Back in the day, it seemed a little different, the GM versus coach first. Well, NCAA used to be for sure different because you done a my player mode and you were like, you have four years, here's your thing, you know. And then if you done the dynasty or well, they, was it Dynasty? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was a Dynasty. And then the Dynasty mode, then you would like you were the coach, and you would last. Forever. I was the coach, and I got almost like beaten Bowden and Paterno's uh, win record, and I lost all my data. I was so fucking mad. Those fucking memory that, cards. That, that was that was years of fucking playing. Right. So anyway, I'm still debating NBA 2K. I didn't play last year's very much. I got it on sale, won a bunch of coins on this little spin thing they do, and then it kind of took away a lot of the the grind for it in a way. And also here's my points against NBA 2K. So I'm trying to talk myself out of it is that every year they go more and more to this online shit. And it's like, they put a big city and then just go do whatever. You got to walk across the city to go to this place. And then that city's full of online people. So it's all laggy and shit. And then 
you get to the place and it's like, hey, here's a T-shirt. And they're like, equipped your guy's T-shirt. You're like, I just want to play basketball. I just want to make a guy that I go in and play basketball. But they add all the extra shit every year, which people like. I just don't. I'm like, I don't know if this game's for me anymore. But there's a part of me that's like, I just love the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I just kind of want to fucking get it for that reason. You know, so anyway, it's a whole fucking, it's a bait I'll have this yeah, weekend. I'm almost like swinging to watching more college football instead of NFL these days. Right. I've debated, speaking of NFL, I've had a couple people ask me about being in fantasy football leagues this year. I've taken the last two seasons off, as most of these listeners here, y'all will know. And I've loved it. I've loved not having to like wake up Tuesday morning and check the waiver wire. Cause I used to really care. I mean, like I'm sure you do. And uh, it take, took a lot of time, but I do kind of this year want to watch the NFL more. Cause the last years I even watched any. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about getting back into watching it, but I don't think I'm going to be in fantasy. I've started caring less about, you know, checking it all throughout the day. And I'll just kind of look and see what set my lineup and check my scores. Cause the three leagues I'm still in one started 2006, one in 2008, Another one a couple of years after that. So been going a long time. Right. So we're all still in them. And I come really close. I almost had an undefeated season last year. And then Derrick Henry went out. Fucking Derrick Henry. And then this year, man, I got, I did a fucking snake draft and they were fucking, I had the first pick in a draft. So I got the Jonathan Taylor kid. And then of course I didn't have a pick for like, you know, until the last pair by, you know, picked again. <laughs> And so it was like 20 picks, and they left the fucking number one quarterback there, Josh Allen, so I fucking took him. Yeah. Well, they're all loading up on running backs, but I got number one quarterback and running back. Oh. Yeah. And then I still got – and then I hell, my flex is Zeke Elliott, so I still got starting running backs. So yeah. I got a great team. Oh, good luck. See how it goes. Um, one other thing on video games I forgot to list here was – uh, the Last of Us. So people that might know, if you listen to the video game podcast, the original The Last of Us that came out on the PS3 was on my 100 favorite video games list. And it's very, very good. It's a very good game. Um, the group, the, the team that made it's called Naughty Dog. They also made the Uncharted series for people that know that. Uh, they also made uh, Jack and Daxter, I think, back in the day. And um, anyway, people really like The Last of Us. So they made The Last of Us Part 2, which I still think is the best graphic game I've ever seen. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Uh, story is okay, uh, real emotional and gritty, but it wasn't that fun. It was like kind of like a downer, you know, or whatever in a way. Uh, and so a lot of people didn't like that game as much, but they've remade The Last of Us 1 and they're re-putting it out. And the reason this is annoying is because The Last of Us 1 came out on the PS3 and then they put it out on the PS4 a year later after it came out on the PS3 as a remastered edition because I bought both. Um, and then now they're making a third, another remaster of it for the ps5 which i'm just like i don't know the ps4 you could already play the ps4 one it works perfectly fine on the ps5 and then the graphics are quote-unquote better but like barely you know what i mean like there hasn't been that much happening this time so they're trying to charge this shit as a full game and people are trying to give it all these high scores i'm like i have zero in- it's one of my favorite games of all time and i have zero interest in playing this game right. so maybe if it's like 20 bucks someday or something i might you know give it another shot but I just think it's such a weird decision. You know, they're supposed to be the, they ever thought it was being the best video game company in the world as far as like quality. Mm-hmm. And then they've spent all this time remaking. And I don't know. It just seems so fucking stupid. Just make a new game. Right. So I had to hate on that for anyone out there who cares about video games. Um, I did have something kind of fun here uh, to ask you if you have any memories of this. Do you remember TV gods? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm sure young people for sure done. Of course, they were such a big fucking deal. Like my, I'll be honest, my parents did not get a normal TV guide. You know, we didn't, I don't think we got one every week, but my grandparents did. My grandparents had like a subscription, like every right. week got a TV guide and they have cool shit on the covers and you would go. So Saturday night I would be there and I feel like they got it on Saturdays, but anyway, you would go through the TV guide to see what was coming up that week and uh, you would like circle shit of like, oh, I can't miss this at seven o'clock on this channel. And it's just such a I different time. I think every time. now and then they would send that shit out free because I know my mom didn't order that shit because we'd always just get the one that scrolled on the TV. Right. Well, yeah. Warica didn't get, have that for till after I left. You know, I was already in Ada and Ada had it, you know, had one yeah. of those channels. And I remember going to hotels and they would have that channel, the TV Guide channel. Um, but yeah, like the actual literal TV Guide was just a different... It was really useful. I mean, yeah. at a time in which you didn't have that sort of shit. So just me and Cupid were talking about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, we totally had a TV guide subscription. Um, I just don't remember my mom having one, but I'm sure she did. 
I remember seeing them things, like you said, when they did come in, they would be circled and everything be planned out. Oh, Dr. Quinn's coming on this week. Right. <laughs> Which is like, because I go to my grandparents uh, when I visit uh, my hometown sometimes. And, you know, they'll go to the guy and they'll be slowing through the gun and they click something. They watch, you know, and it's the same thing. They would at, back in the day, they go, oh, it's eight o'clock. What's on? I don't know. Instead of flipping through the channels, they would like pull, pick up the TV guide and then like, look, and like, I'll tell you what's on or whatever. And then you're like, yeah, I guess flip to that channel. Just interesting. Uh, I think the guide really spoiled us once that came out. Now, I, I never want a digital cable. Um, when I... So I always had classic cable, no guide, no, none of that shit for me. And then when Pal, me and Powell lived together, he had to have satellite. And he was like a little spoiled baby about it, to be honest. And I was like, who gives a, I, was like, I, I put my foot, I was like, I ain't paying for fucking satellite. And then eventually his grandparents just paid for it. It was like, we were a sub account of their account. They came and installed it and we were just on. And I was like, cool, I'll watch it. But, you know, like that was the first time I had a God. And then you would be like, I guess my parents got satellite when I was in high school. So that'd be the first time. But anyway, it just seems so odd um, when you got the God for the first time. You'd spend more time watching the fucking flipping through what's on than even watching shit. Yeah. I always felt about it. Because they have all these extra channels. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like true. the same thing. It's very true. Well, and then I remember because my parents are still like this. They have Dish. And Dish doesn't just not list the standard definition. So it's like. Comedy Central standard definition, Comedy Central high definition, MTV standard definition, mm-hmm. MTV high definition, MTV two standard because MTV two doesn't have a high definition. And then it would, I don't know, it was just it's so like so you do see every channel twice. And I'm like, is this what they mean by 200 channels? As then you have a hundred channels and then they're duplicated. Like, think uh, I don't know. I'm not. I've never been a big satellite fan for some reason. They're just that's not my shit. Um. All right, I know we brought up cooking shit earlier, but I have another random cooking thing. Do you know how to make crackers? Never done it, no. Me either. Never tried. Me either. But that's interesting, right? Because uh, I assume they're made like cookies, if I had to guess. Because I just thought of this today. and uh, But you never, ever hear anyone be like, I made some homemade crackers. Mm. Never heard that, ever. Nope. So, like, everyone just ag- rather agrees that, like, saltines and uh, Keebler Elves and Toll House, all those people just do it so good that you couldn't compete at home. But that's not true of any other food. Like, for instance, you go get chocolate chip cookies, right? And they're okay. But if you made chocolate homemade chocolate chip cookies, they're so much better than some fucking shit you're going to get in a package. Right. But I couldn't even tell you what a homemade cracker tastes like in comparison so that's my new thing I'm stuck on. Today. I guess at church they had that unleavened bread. That's about the closest thing I could. But come. they get that shit shipped to them. That ain't packed. No, so they, they had this old lady home making this oh. shit one time. Well, it could be. And I wondered, is it just like some sort of bread dough that you do really thin, or is it you know probably its own recipe, of course? And then I don't know. I just I've never never seen anyone or heard of anyone making homemade crackers. So there you go. You ought to do it this week. Maybe I might look into it, see what the recipe's like. And maybe it's just so difficult to maybe you need like, you know, a huge oven and like really spread it thin and or I don't know, make it worth it. But it's probably staged. Well, I don't know. So anyway, if anyone out there has any cracker info, uh, I need to know. My, my next album to call someone crackers or something. I don't know. I do need a name for my next album. So if anyone out there has any ideas, I'm almost done with it and I have nothing. I just keep calling it the next the next project. <laughs> Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, also random fact I want to throw out there. I know I've, I know I've known this forever, but I read it again a day and was like, man, it's so fascinating that ancient Egypt, like the empire of Egypt lasted for 3000 years, like their reign, if you will, it's like the world dominating power. And so much so that like Cleopatra was born closer to the invention of Bitcoin then she was born to the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Because they built the Great Pyramid of Giza very early on in the Egyptian reign. And Cleopatra was born like right before the turn of from BC to AD, I think. I'm not quite sure, to be honest. When she was born, I think it's something like that. And um, maybe even after AD. But anyway, so it's just crazy to think about how long that is. Like, And that there were, there were Egyptian archaeologists... That were digging up ancient Egyptian shit while Egypt was still a thing. So, like, 
that year of like 2,500 of their dynasty, there were people digging up like, hey, he's looking at this old Egyptian shit. And people today are still digging up old Egyptian shit. Damn. So anyway, just uh, Egypt's pretty fascinating. And also the aliens probably built that shit. I watched a video to try to just explain how water was involved. How if you pour water in front of the sled and you're pulling the rock, it, the, it can roll on the water beads on the sand and help you. And I'm like, no, it makes mud. Right? Doesn't water and sand just make mud and you're dragging a fucking stone through mud? I just disagreed with this video completely, so I'm no scientist, especially a fucking Egyptian one, but... I know, it's pretty impressive. They made all that and then there's just sand everywhere, so... Hmm. Right, and maybe there wasn't all. You know, maybe back then the uh, climate was different, you know, so I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I uh, found Egyptian shit to be very, very fascinating. And then uh, my last thing I'm leaning on is my plants are looking real fucking good. I'm real excited about them. You'll definitely have to come over whenever all those are ready and test out my three plants. Um, I mean, I can even show you when you leave. There, so many buds have formed. I like. I'm super excited. So I'm gonna powwow. I think powwow is now bowing to me and my dominance as a soil grower. You know, he might be the hydroponic master, but he's like, I don't know how the fuck you're doing this in soil. And I'm like, because I'm awesome. I guess just my natural gift. And uh, Anyway, I got these in this box over here. I got these two things that look like uh, kind of like laundry baskets in a way, like a mesh one. tubes? Yeah, or to dry them. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to hang those up. And this big box is a coat or as a clothes rack that I bought to hang those two things from in here. And then this little thermometer and humidifier detector, I've been trying to, you know, have this ready so I can get this or whatever temperature and humidity i need so i'm getting excited about the drying process i think i got about three or four more weeks until that and then of course curing after that trying to keep your humidity at um you're supposed to uh try to keep the temperature between 65 and 75 and the humidity between 50 and 60 or 40 and 50 god i have to relook it up i think it's 50 and 60 but it could have been 40 and 50 i think it's 50 and 60 um that sounds more right so yeah i've been it's been a little hot in here, but I feel like in a few weeks, hopefully it'll be cooler outside. So therefore it'll be cooler in here because this room gets the least air. But. Yeah, because the, the cooler the room, the easier it is to control the humidity. Right. So I think we'll be all right. It might get a little dry. I don't know. You know, I don't want to ruin it, of course. But the uh, just compared to my first grow a couple years ago where I, I had like the main cola was kind of big. And then there are a few little ones. I have like so many main colas, it looks like. And I looked and I'm like, man, I'm so it looks like it's going to be so much weed when this is done, but I also don't want to overestimate it. But like right now I just have that many jars plus a few from the last time that I didn't use. And I'm like, I think I need more jars. I don't think 12 is going to be enough jars. You probably get. I don't know. You th- two ounces to a key pee in each one. Probably two ounces. I thought it's only an ounce in each one, but I could oh. be wrong. But I, th- I thought that's what power told me. Like it, normally they dry down to about an ounce okay. in each one. Uh, if they're the big mason jars, which I think those are. And uh, so anyway, we'll we'll see how it goes. I bought the, also a little uh, humidifier thing, little humidity packs to put in some. So I'm going to try, give it a good go. Um, we got one indica, two sativas from the looks of it. Um, I believe this, I, for a minute I thought the sativas were the same type, but now they're starting to look different. So I think they are different. Yeah, uh, the dude that lives in my garage, I guess he had some seeds out of his stuff when he was growing up. First, it looked like they were going to start out females. I looked at the other day, I'm like, yep. There's balls everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it's rare to find, from what I understand, male seeds in bags because everyone has feminized seeds that they start with. And so normally the seeds well, that come out of bags are females as these well. These are seeds that we found out of smoking random stores throughout right. town. And, and I, was, I haven't found seeds uh, in a long time, and I need some for next year now because now I'm like, God damn, I got to get seeds. You know, and I just, it's so, they're so rare yeah. to come by. But maybe I'll get like some real dull ones now that I've got a good handle on it, maybe. Like, cause everyone says like the genetics of the seed matters the most. And I'm like, well, these are out of bags. They look pretty good. So, yeah. um, I don't know. But anyway, I'm excited about it. Also, uh, get ready for episode 400. Like I said, we'll try to have fun with that one. I think some things we should try to touch on are, uh, things that have, you've changed on since you like from now to then, like I used to think this, no, you anything like that. Um, and then I thought I had something else, but. I don't remember what it is, but I feel like, and also maybe predictions for the future. Maybe on the last episode, we should have some crazy, you know, predictions for the future, but, uh, see if we can think about that. We'll have skinny here to giggle along and that'll, that'll help bring up morale. Hell yeah. I'm sure. But all right. Peace, man. Peace.